Welcome to Uncovered. I'm Steph. I'm Renee, and this is a podcast created by pole dancers for pole dancers. Welcome back to Uncovered. Today, we are going to add to our little mini series about polling and pregnancy. So we have a guest on, one of our instructors who has recently had a baby and who has taught throughout her pregnancy and has just returned to teaching as well. So today's topic is going to be about an instructor's perspective on teaching for um pre and postnatal. So we wanted to kind of like talk to people to know what their personal experience is. Obviously students and probably a lot of our listeners are students Mm. um, and going through that process, but also the impacts of instructors because the ability to have to demonstrate and how physical this is. Like you could be a personal trainer and still be teaching throughout your whole pregnancy because you can just drop the weights. You can do it with like a piece of dowel instead of a barbell and that sort of stuff. But with pole, it, you, like you can't always get around it. And that's what we wanted to know more about. So we have also asked some other instructors we know um, in the same position. And just to get a bit of an idea to let people know who are students and like let them know mm. what their instructors are going through. Or if you were an instructor and you wanted to have a baby, but you were very worried about how that would impact your teaching to give you a little bit more information and make you feel a little bit more confident um, sort of going into that journey. So we have Kat, um, which Welcome. Is, Hi. who's been a part of our studio, which is Addictive Pole Fitness um, for how long? <laughs> I started here eight years ago when the studio opened in original form. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, and we're nearly coming to our eighth birthday, I think. She was the first student, one of the first students, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she's been with us from the start. She's an Underwood original. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we're going to sort of go through this about like – um, starting off sort of the early stages and then teaching while pregnant and then also returning to teaching because I know that there are a lot of instructors that that kind of ends their teaching career um, mm. and maybe even poll in general. It's kind of like, oh, I'm having a baby. Now my life is going in a different direction. Yeah, and I think um, there are going to be a lot of things in here that even though you're not an instructor, you're definitely going to be able to take away because I feel like there's going to be a bit of a crossover in some of the mental elements that mm. um, you might struggle with. But um, yeah, it's just a bit of an insider's perspective. Um, and remembering every mum is different. So mm. keeping in mind, this is just uh, capturing two mums of who we've spoken to. So yeah. So welcome, Kat. Thanks for having me. So do you want to give us, um, where do you, where shall we start? Um, let's just start with what were your initial thoughts about, like, were you planning to get pregnant? Yeah. So um, I'm already, I'll be turning 40 this year. So this has been sort of a long mm. time coming. Um, and I've always <laughs> said, mm, I don't know if I'll have kids. I'm not really sure. And then we got to the point where we were like, I think we'll regret it yeah. if we don't. Yeah. And then it went to, okay. I'll definitely regret it. So um, pretty much October 2019 um, is when we decided um, and this this journey kind of started um, and I've kept polling. I was polling already for seven and a bit years. So yeah, it was already um, such so well and truly intertwined in your life. Yes. Um, for those listening at home in full um, authenticness, <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word, we do have – 
the um, little guy that made Cat a mum here. So if you hear some baby grumbling, that is what it is. He's very tired at the moment. He's already been here for mums and bubs class. So yeah, we are we are pushing his limits probably a little bit here today. But he's pre- he's a he's a good kid. Anyway, yes. anyway, um, I just just so people at home know, if you hear a baby, that's why. Yes. Um, yeah. So I was already instructing for for four years and. I wouldn't say it was the only decision maker making, mm. but um, my muggle work was a big deciding factor because I was very career driven. And then yeah. pole is probably, other than family, is probably the other biggest thing in my life because it's also very intertwined with my friendships and community. And that's huge too. Like I think um, I find that a lot in the pole world is that there are, and maybe it's just because we're surrounding ourselves with more women that we're noticing these, like, because the pole world is a predominantly female sport, there's more females than males. Like we are seeing that more women are motivated and they're taking those journeys a little bit slower or like Kat, um, Renee said, now there's two of you, I have to remember something. <laughs> like that's Renee. <laughs> that's Renee. Like Renee said earlier, like it's something that you might not want to quite get up, give up. So it is a little bit later in life when your careers are probably more established. That was definitely a decision, Mm. yeah, part of the decision-making for me. And I think it's important to note, obviously, like Kat's experience starting, um, already going into this, having all those years of pole and sort of you've done other sports um, Mm -hmm. in your background. Was it it martial arts? Yeah, so I did taekwondo up until I was 20-something competing in everything and then got bored. Well, not bored with that. It was too hard to train five nights a week and work. Mm -hmm. So I shifted into team sports which I had never done in my life um, so like touch, touch or football. something yeah yep and then um so you went from touch to pole so fast forward a few years you're now a few years in um you've decided it's time to make a baby mm-hmm. how did that impact like how did the planning phase impact your teaching or or did it not impact your teaching you just kept doing what you're doing yeah so pretty much um I just kept doing what I was doing we were fortunate that um, we were predicting, I guess, a really slow journey given a little bit later in life starting. Mm -hmm. Um, But we fell pretty much straight away. Um, Unfortunately, I miscarried that first time. So pole was actually a bit of a saving grace for me, Mm. which I guess when we talk later, we'll explain part of why um, some of my feelings around coming back to instructing were there. Um, yep. Because pole was getting back to normality for me. And I was actually training for Kiss It Dirty um, 2019 while I was pregnant. Yeah. Very, very early stages. Um, so that was a whole experience because no one knew. No. At all. Mm. So that was that was probably the trickiest part. And even this time around was no one knowing, but yeah. you're in the throes of nausea or nauseous feelings and exhaustion and that first trimester and like for us here anyway like coming into a studio you've got to have so much energy it's like well I I feel like that's across the board if you walk in and you can't Mm. pick your energy up as I'm gonna stop talking now (laughs) that that was probably the that was probably the biggest thing in the planning stage was can't plan for all of it because you just I just didn't know how I was going to feel. And I guess where you especially if you're competing, everyone's expecting your abilities or like to go up, 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 and then your actual body is sort of like going the opposite way. So it's like, oh, I'm trying to train, you know, like when you do a competition, it's like people are like, wow, like, yeah, you really achieved this. And you're kind of like, 
wow, my my goal is literally just to get up there and do something. And not yeah. vomit when well, I jump on a spinner. That was literally <laughs> me. I remember sitting upstairs getting ready for the Kiss It Dirty performance. It was my martial arts themed one in my pink outfit. And um, yeah, remember almost throwing up about five times sitting upstairs oh. and going, just get through yeah. three and a half minutes. Come on, you can do this. So so did you have um, any specific goals for your whole pregnancy? Like bef- when you first were kind of like, okay, yep, I'm pregnant. I'm going to be teaching. Is there any goals that were like, that w- that you were like, okay, we're going to, um, I'm going to, you know, want to teach advanced for a certain like amount of time, or I'm going to drop back or I'm going to stop teaching at all. I think my main goal was just to try and keep as active as I could for as long as I could. Mm. Um, I really didn't know what to expect, even though I'd had friends that were pregnant while they were polling. Mm. um, I don't think I'd paid a lot of attention because it wasn't on my radar. So, Especially because, yeah, you literally were making that decision not long before making the plans. So, like, you weren't planning for this to be a part of your radar for a while. No, it was pretty much six months from when we decided to when um, I was pregnant with Alex this time. So, yeah, yeah. so it was pretty, the planning phase wasn't super detailed, which tends to be me to a T and just see what happens. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to sort of teaching while pregnant, first of all, how do you think it was received by the students? Because obviously you would have started teaching for a while um, before you told anybody. Did you tell a few people, like did you tell a certain class earlier on than what you announced to most people? I was actually, I guess I was fortunate um, in that I (laughs) fell with Alex timing right in COVID. So Uh, the day I returned to teaching here at Underwood was the weekend before I announced to everyone. So I was 11 and a half weeks. Okay. Um, And so I pretty much only told the studio owners of the two studios that I Mm. worked at and I think I taught um, down at Ormo for one one week beforehand. So I was pretty lucky. Yeah. So so you probably haven't experienced quite the same first trimester as a lot of other um, pole dancing mums. No. I did go back to muggle work at six weeks because I was on a little bit of a break from work. Oh, in Um, the middle of COVID too. And I returned right when schools opened back up. Yeah. Um, So that would have been a little bit um, interesting from a perspective of like how do you feel being a brand new like pregnant and then there's this world pandemic happening? Yeah, let's say I did a lot more online shopping than <laughs> we just we've got, we've we got just all- have a little uh, monster play with the keyboard. Here. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of a monster. Yeah, um, yeah. So I just didn't go out as much at all. Yeah, um, which I actually think was really good because Probably not the worst thing. Like I didn't get sick early stages throughout my entire pregnancy because I wasn't going out. I I oh, think from like a flu yeah. like cold type of yeah yeah. So I think it actually worked really well in my favor. I still did some online classes, some recording. Mm. Um, I know I did some classes for myself, but the luxury of doing it when I wanted. Rather so than, I, yeah. yeah. Rather than you have unique. to be here every Saturday and you have to be here every Thursday yeah. and you have to teach for three hours. And like mm-hmm. um, that we obviously had spoken to one of our other instructors, which is um, Tammy, or you might know her stage name as Bam Bam. 
and she was she's just had bub um and she was pregnant after covid um so her early stages was like she just knew she wanted to teach as as much as possible still continue to teach as long as possible um and she was so used to teaching in advance but she knew because and cuz she knew she could verbally cue that was obviously very, very helpful, but, you know, that can be very controversial for some students too, to be like, I want to see my instructor doing it. Um, and yeah, so she eventually transitioned into just teaching Pilates, but she told, she worked for, with me and she worked for Sydney Pole and she told me pretty early. So I was aware. So I just started making plans because when you have a advanced pole dancer, who's teaching your elite mm. stuff, you need to like make sure you've got a shoe in for that. And I remember at that point in time too, I was actually a student in the elite class that she was teaching and there was that class ended up coming down to like there was mainly two of us, which the other student um, was also pregnant um, and she was a little bit further along. Um, so, you know, um, Tammy started getting quite inquisitive of her. She's like, oh, how are you feeling this? How are you feeling that? And then eventually she's like, okay, guys, I'm pregnant, but I really haven't even told like some family, like, yeah. you know, I just wanted to let you guys know because I'm teaching you. And this other student that we had, she also told us quite early on. And she's like, it's so weird how I feel so comfortable telling you guys when there's even family members that don't know, but it's because that like, we kind of had to know just mm. in case, you know, like, especially from the student's perspective, just mm. in case there's like something happened, you yeah. know, the instructor Extra likes spotting. to know that there's, you know, um, that there's possibly that and same with um with Tammy we were like you know we know how to do that first part you don't need to do it like we're at that quite a high level um and the other student wasn't an wasn't an instructor herself but she was um had a lot of body awareness yeah Um, and yeah very very strong so um I think we were more sort of saying like no you don't have to do that you don't have to do this where um she was kind of like wanting to wanting to say no I can still do it it's fine it's all good and we're like yeah but if you don't have to like you don't have to if you don't want to I mean by the time you come back your students knew that you were pregnant like one week after how did you find that like still wanting to be able to demonstrate I think I felt fine dem- sec- second trimester I felt fine demoing and everything until I hit probably about 20 weeks and the bump started yep. getting in the way physically yep. I was very lucky and I felt okay um but I was okay to still continue doing most things mm. um and I even came because I knew my poll time was kind of going to be coming to an end for a little while. I actually even came to a few advanced classes um, when I'd stopped instructing at one studio because I was teaching advanced there yeah. and then I was teaching a mixed group here. Mm. Um, so I even did some of my own training because I was like, this is the last time, like <laughs> for, for, a for a while I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, right up until probably about 22 weeks when I performed at our studio comp at Kiss It. Yeah. So 20. Oh, yeah. That was, Adele was like 30. Yeah. She was something weak, something yeah, stupid. Yeah. She's yeah. like three months ahead of me. I want to say stupid, just like weeks. crazy yeah. stupid. Like, yeah. Both, yeah. both like, were wow. very, very pregnant. We and were. you guys, did you guys get second? Was that well, it was way? a very, we were almost the pregnant division instead of the pro division. <laughs> so um, funny. It was there a very was one small, who was not pregnant. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a very small division. <laughs> um, but yeah, I still, I still felt fairly comfortable mm. um, inverting pretty much had stopped yeah around the sort of 16 18 weeks and that was just physically because I 
didn't feel comfortable crunching my knees up anymore. Yeah. Um, not because of the education I'd had because I was going to mention later I didn't do a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's probably something I would, looking back on, I would have done. Um, when you say you didn't do a lot in terms of research? Yeah, as in pre, sort of prenatal, what to do. Yeah. I don't know, Tammy and I talked a bit because she, um, you know, she's done quite a bit on making sure her abs weren't separating, you know, putting yeah. stress on it. Whereas I, I knew the basics, but I didn't so like really a bit of, go into it. Like a bit of prehab stuff. Yeah. Before, you know, what yeah. sort of what's happening. Anything I did, I stopped doing because it felt yeah. uncomfortable. You're more, more sort of intuitive. Yeah. And I think most instructors will probably find that their body awareness in comparison to students does potentially sit that little bit higher so you can follow that intuitive feeling. Um, But, yeah, I'm sure if you've done the research, and I know Temi Mm -hmm. did a lot of research, so she made the decision pretty early, I think, to stop inverting. Yeah. How how did you make your decision to stop when, like? To stop pole? To stop, yeah, to stop teaching. Teaching. Um, Some of it was dependent on, so advanced teaching. Mm. Um, I needed to finish up earlier because demoing the tricks was harder. Um, I knew teaching points I was going to be able to teach most things and Mm -hmm. I would use a student who was already, um, I guess, very body aware and could follow instructions while they were in the air Mm. um, to help with that and I teed that up with them beforehand so that wasn't too bad but it was kind of when we hit the end of a term mm. and I knew I wasn't going to be able to do a full term or yeah, I know we, like eight, we had that discussion. Yeah, yeah, we definitely. I remember you being like, I really want to, but actually I'm going to be like 30 whatever weeks yeah. um, and I just don't think that's something I want to do. So you, yeah. and I remember that being a really difficult decision for you to make. Very difficult. And yep. Tammy, like even the That's same. Tammy we- said. She said she wanted to keep going, but she knew that at the end of the 10 weeks for the next term, she would be like pretty much full term. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, I couldn't commit yep. to the to the term. And I remember talking to her and she's like, I'm like, you're going to be like 36 weeks when you're done here. And she's like, I know, but I'm not ready yet. So we just ended up putting her in like casual classes on a Friday night. I'm like, this is yeah. this is a gap I have. Do you want to fill it? And she's like, yeah, because if something could happen and she turned around and said, sorry, I can't do anything more, I can just stop those classes. And and I had the luxury of doing that. Yeah. So I was able to make that decision. But yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's hard. the want for me, I think I worked out eventually was that it was one of the only things that I still kind of felt like me, even though mm. I wasn't doing the amount of tricks mm. or the difficulty of tricks, although I could still handspring pretty late on, couldn't invert or barely climb, but some things I could still do. Um, so crazy. And it's the community it's as well. It's That's the being right. here, it's, you know, having being around everyone that you've always around, like, you know, one, two days a week. Yeah. You know, just getting that pulled while you're dealing with, you know, trying to grow a baby and then obviously And so much like, is changing. Yeah. You know, so much in my body was changing. I was finishing up at work at muggle work at 32 weeks. Um, I still find it hilarious that we call, call muggle everything, muggle. everything muggle. I don't, I, even our um, physio said to me, because a few of us go to the same physio, sorry, completely off track. Mm-hmm. He's like, you guys call everything muggle, like muggle gym, muggle. I'm like, yeah, and I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I don't, fan, know, so I I I don't <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Harry Potter. Like, I like Harry Potter, but, yeah, I'm not, I'm the same. But it's just like, how else do you describe it? Like, normal? Like, but it's just we not, easy. not normal. But My anyway. day job? I don't yeah. know. Um, but, but, yeah, <laughs> so is there anything forward. in that in that stage of sort of teaching while pregnant, anything that you think that you do different, differently? Um, 
I think probably some pre, like prehab or some more understanding about I I loosely knew what was going to happen and yeah. I could put stress on my muscles, but a little bit deeper knowledge because I think it would have helped me post yeah. natal as well and also now in my position helping other people who yes. are going through that from an instructor point of view. Mm-hmm. I now really relate to any students that have had a baby or are pregnant mm-hmm. and I can even just help with questioning mm. because you, I really can't decide for somebody when they're not going yeah. to do something, but I can maybe give them some prompts. Yeah. To make um, them think about their decision. Yeah, which I, and I probably would have tried to get somebody in my corner who mm. was coaching me who could ask me those questions regularly. Yeah. I mean, most of my friends who were polling were pretty good at yeah. just doing that. Yeah. Um, but now knowing what I know, I probably would have planned that aspect a little bit better. But like- Obviously, I know you quite well. So you made that decision that you wanted to fall pregnant in the October. Mm-hmm. You fell with your first in- Straight away. Straight away. So like that's quite a short period. Yeah. And then- March. And then yeah. March. So those periods are quite short to going from like, eh, to I'm doing it to, mm-hmm. yeah. okay, I'm pregnant. Yeah, like, pretty much. So wow. like even just wrapping yourself or your head around that to then, I guess, think about it now, it's so much easier in hindsight to be like, I should have done a little bit more research, but the decision-making process to the pregnancy process was all very quickly for you mm. too. And it so. comes down to personality too. I'm not a super planner. <laughs> Steph's laughing because she knows. I do rely on intuition and I yeah. do kind of wing things a fair bit. So yeah, yeah, it's probably sticking to my true nature. Um, and you said something before, like being able to ask your, your students the right questions. Um, how did the students receive, like how did your um, relationships with students change or didn't they change or did they change? Yeah. I don't think they changed a lot. Um, the students I already had um, just seemed very excited to see my bump from week to week. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially when you only see a person once a week. Yeah. Mm. And... They were really supportive, I guess, of me not being able to do things. Like Renee was saying from a student's perspective Mm. for her before, I found that with my students and I just tried to check in with them regularly because I'm like, I need them to tell me Mm. if they're getting sick of this and I just had to trust that they would say, hey, it's not working for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just kept checking in with them. Um, It seemed to be on most accounts pretty much Normal business as normal. I just did more teaching from my feet yep. or demoing on the floor yeah. in yep. a lay down position or as standing up and mimicking the action as much as I could. Um, but there were some students who I spoke to for the first time who I didn't teach regularly mm. who would approach me because we had something in common to talk about. Yeah. Because you're joining the mum club. Yeah. Interesting. So it kind of opened the realm of only teaching at either studio once a week and pretty much yeah. only being there once a week. I only knew a small group of students really, yeah. but that opened right up. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and how do you think, so had baby, took time off, coming back to pole. Mm-hmm. How's that journey? <laughs> yeah. When did you, when did you come back? When did you first start teaching? How, how, oh, how did, many, when how did long you first you... start training? I think. Well, yeah. sorry, so, this is all about teaching, but like, I guess like when, that has how much to come were you first. training yep. before you made that decision? Yeah. So... I saw um, Phoebe from Rockfit um, Studio, who's also a physio with so Bump, is it Bump Fitness. Fitness? Yeah. yeah. Um, because she'd been recommended by Up She Knows Pole and she's mm. a women's physio. 
Um, so I saw her for my postnatal physio check, I guess, and she did internal, external checks, talked me through ab separation, which I was very fortunate to have the tiniest amount despite carrying a nine-pound baby. So, um, <laughs> It's because your abs are strong. It's got to carry it. It's got to hold it together. <laughs> it's like- uh, so that was, yeah, I was just, I think I was very blessed. I don't think that was anything I really yeah. did. I think I was just very lucky. Yeah. Um, so I did that and then I think it was about eight weeks or so when I went in for my first little dance mm. um, under, you know, strict instructions not to lift my knees or feet off the ground in front of me too much. Um, so just following some general guidelines around, you know, I had a C-section as well. Yeah. So I had to particularly wait for So you have scars, a little scar tissue. Yeah, and, making yeah. sure I'm not loading through that area. Um yeah, so I just went in for a little dance, feet on the floor just to feel, and I was like, oh, hang on, my body actually mm. kind of feels a bit normal. Yeah. Um, and so then I just started, I guess, dancing the, a little bit. When you first came into dance, was it? did it feel weird for you in terms of like I guess your brain would be like, oh, I, I know how this all supposed to feel and then obviously you're not going to try anything, but you did you feel like you wanted to just try? Yeah. Yeah. So when I first came in, um, I didn't. I kept my pants on yeah. the entire time. Yeah, um, a good, good thing would probably be not even bringing additional pants like or like not yeah. having pole pants in your I bag. I think I had them on oh. but, I, but I didn't. I yeah. actually just realised how tired I was after mm. just a little bit of dancing Yeah. Um, and I didn't do very much. And I guess he was only eight eight, nine weeks old. So yeah. I was having to stop and feed and all of those That's things. Um, so I did feel like in my head I was like, I wonder if I can invert. I wonder if I can shoulder mount. Yeah. My body feels like it could <laughs> maybe do these things, um, but I really resisted doing anything probably until I might have been about 12 weeks or so I think. Mm. Um, I had done some beginner spins, low to the ground, um, and a few basic things, climbing. Yeah. Um, and then Adele and I, um, my pole double. Yeah. Um, we decided to put in for the studio comp Kiss It in the performance division as a motivation to get back to training. So yeah. she's three months, I think. So you're both brand new, like oh no, she's not a brand new mum, but like you're both new mums. Yeah, we both had that. Um, we were both pregnant together. So how did your performance go with Adele? We we were really, really happy with it. Um, yeah. I guess our main goals were to use all the doubles training to get ourselves doing beginner level tricks again. <laughs> um, beginner level tricks again and some of our doubles, um, tricks we could previously do without pretty much inverting Yeah, um, because neither of us could really invert but we spent – I think it was about eight weeks of training twice a week, bubs in tow. Yeah, I was going to say that would have been the biggest thing is it's not just the training now, it's you've got children there. So it's like, you know, you might come in and it might be an absolute flop for the day. Pretty much. It feels like it's wasted. Or one of them may have bit the other one. (laughs) (laughs) Neither of them had teeth yet, but there was some hair pulling because Tyler could crawl. 
um, <laughs> and it, Alex couldn't yet. So that yeah. was, that was um, But look, we just had to assign like two hours yeah. and we would stop and feed. Occasionally they would feed and sleep in tandem and it oh. was perfect oh. and we were like, yes. It was probably the best choreography, I guess, the process because yeah. we had no time to waste. Yeah, true. We had no downtime. It was like, right, get this done now. Got to be productive when you have the opportunity to. Yep, yep pretty much. Yeah. Oh, no, that's awesome. Um, So sort of moving on from that, I guess, what are your goals or expectation, expectations for the future? So I guess um, I'm not too sure if we said it. Kat's um, just teaching a mums and bubs um, yes. class now, which we've brought in specifically for her to instruct to get back into it because um, – and you know, also the um, baby boom that came out of COVID. Yeah, <laughs> and, and worked and out very everyone's well. Everyone's in the everyone's in the same boat, and I guess that you know, with the mums um, that are coming now, they also understand that their instructor as well um, has a baby. So you know, we've sort of spoken to them and been like, okay, well, it might be that you know the instructor itself has to sort of step off and yeah. attend to their baby, and you know, we we'll, we kind of put it as a bit of a pilot and stuff. Yeah, and it's been really quite successful, and like. Um, like Kat's really great because she will, if somebody else's baby is going, mm. having a tanty. Or they're, they're actually pretty good babies. They are. They are. They are we're like they're all of them together good. are pretty good. So like she'll just go and pick them up if, if their mums are happy with it. So yeah. I think that's good because I think it's just one, creating the community. And from what I understand, so I'm in the early stages mm. of family planning and like thinking about that long term. I thought you were going to say something else right now. No, <laughs> I was not, like, what I have you not told me? Out. <laughs> <laughs> I could have, I couldn't try last one because I haven't spent <laughs> my gallbladder out. Um, but like one of the things is what I'm learning from the women around me who are having kids is like that disconnect after mm. you have children. Yes. So I think being able to see that and probably because of where I sit in my life, like um, as a studio owner, I'm like, well, I think this is a great opportunity and being the holistic woman's and the fact thing that, that we are. The fact that them coming back to normal classes, which obviously any anyone can come back to normal classes once they've been cleared by a doctor. Mm. But the thing is, obviously they, they have their child that they have to get looked after yeah. um you know it might be in the middle of their their routine of an evening exactly and then the fact of if they were able to bring their baby it's like oh are they gonna get are they gonna disturb the class am I gonna get disturbed and I gonna get my money's worth all this sort of stuff and at least with this class is everyone's in the same boat and it's mm. like okay we're all here to support each other and you know you kind of just have to accept that doing anything with a little baby is you know some days is going to be amazing and some days it's going to be like oh it's frustrating but at least I I could come here, I could do something, you know, I could connect with other people um, mm. as well. And I think that was one of the biggest thing, things about me getting back to instructing was it's not a status thing, I guess, being an instructor. Yeah. I just realised through chatting with friends through the whole process from being pregnant all the way through how important an intertwined pole is in my life yeah. and my closest friends um, in terms of the ones I probably spend the most time with mm. and have the weirdest conversations with. Uh, I feel like she's referring <laughs> to me. Yeah. Um, but they're all polars now yeah. because I think we share something really interesting um, which bonds us together. And I was actually really, I didn't realise until um, until I'd had Alex in the early stages how worried I was about losing mm. all of that yeah. um, because would and I know I think Steph said, said this in a previous podcast, like 
will I still have that thing in common? Will they still be my friends if I'm not at pole anymore? Yeah. And that as a new mum who's already feeling like not yourself because suddenly you have something else dependent on you and and it's a pro- it's we your joke priority. sucking the life out of me. Yeah. Um, Literally. Literally. A good feeder, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was a real priority to try and get back at least to the studios yeah. so that I could start to have a little piece of me. Um, and Sorry, I didn't Alex to- is just making <laughs> some really weird faces. So Renee and I are laughing in the background here. So but anyway, yeah. sorry. So, <laughs> but from a mental health perspective yeah, yeah. and the physical one because I didn't feel like mm. me in my body either. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so just getting back to training in general is just real. it's helped my mental health. Yeah. Because I'm starting to feel like I'm doing something for me. And but- training is also like naturally exercise yes. boosts your mood anyway. So would you say one of your goals is to get back to teaching the same level that you taught before? Yeah, long term I would like to teach advanced again. Yeah. Um, I can do some advanced moves mm. now. It's very weird. Yeah, and we were talking about that before and we are really, really interested. Like you said that um, obviously your Aisha was easier to get back than your invert. Yeah. And there's how other that, like pole mums like I didn't realise this until obviously – with you, but like watching Chimmy, Sarah Scott. like yeah, we're all doing some what we class as advanced moves before an invert, which when you're learning this stuff, you always have to do the invert before the advanced. I know, those yeah, other it's moves. almost like a inter- – it's just a yeah. hmm, interesting moment. And I know the first couple of times in our doubles training, Adele and I both said, I've just been like dreaming and – you know, you have those dreams where you suddenly you can do a jade split and you've never done one before. Yeah. Um, or things like that. <laughs> That's me all the time with my splits. <laughs> That's me with backbendy stuff like a rainbow machinko. I'm like, wow, it did not even hurt. And I wake up, I'm like, oh, I actually slept funny and my back is sore just standing straight. <laughs> it's, it's like that. And you're just like, I wonder if I need to try this so I can tell my brain, no, you can't do that yet. You need to train for this. So there were a few things that I attempted Um to do invert was one of them which I found very hard and I was very disheartened um but then yeah a handspring I had a spotter and I was like all right I need to know if I can train this or not yeah and I think it's because I'm fairly leg dominant yeah that's right Um, Alex (laughs) and fairly leg dominant and the momentum or the shape yeah the drive to get you into the trick my arms, I'm carrying a big baby. My arms have stayed pretty true, pretty conditioned. Um, so by using the legs, I can get up into it. Yeah. But once I'm there, I can hold it no problem. So yeah. it's just it's so it's interesting, so bizarre. And I think there would be a good topic to talk to, like um, Phoebe or a pole physio or something like that, mm. just to dive into the, you know, and it's probably got a lot to do with the pelvic floor and your core and stuff like that. And the transfer, the TVA, and yeah. Yeah. and I think to probably weight. Yeah, you know, I gained, well, I probably gained about 15 kilos, I think. Mm, and when I started yeah. back polling, I was probably a good 10, still 10 kilos, yeah. kilograms heavier. Um, so although I was still relatively strong, yeah, lifting more weight, it's a fact, it's harder. Definitely. Yeah, especially <laughs> if your arms aren't quite like building with yeah. the weight gain. Yeah. yeah, and my body shape has changed. So, you know, I have, mm. I have boobs in the way. Yeah. I didn't have mm. boobs until I was pregnant, really, like not big ones yeah. anyway. Um, so they restrict my movement in a way that I'm not used to, which an invert does impact. Handspring, no impact mm. for me. Interesting. That's, that's good. Yeah, mm. I feel like the pregnancy series has a lot of um, 
It's got a lot of different things to talk about. Yeah, we've got a lot of building to do, that's for sure. So I guess to sort of wrap this up, like do you have any advice for other instructors? So I guess that our whole kind of like purpose of this episode is, you know, from an instructor's point of view, what would you say to other instructors that are either at the like, you know, thinking about getting pregnant early stages, teaching while pregnant and then returning? I would say that's not what I would say. That's what Alex, <laughs> that's just Alex making noise. So that, that's his opinion, guys. This is your favourite noise. Um, I'd probably try and have some more conversations with, I guess, professionals or experts in the field to really understand the impact. Yeah. So intuitively I think I do quite well yeah. um, based on my postnatal recovery, but just to have a little bit more knowledge would probably yeah. be really good just just for those accidental things you do that could lead to something could lead to yeah, yeah something where you don't recover or too what well the things are that you would need to un- yeah so what are the is yeah, there like a cheat pay attention sheet to. yeah a cheat yeah. sheet of how your body should be acting yeah. yeah um so that's probably a big one and um make sure you've got somebody I guess in your corner or somebody who trains with you who can pull you up if you're pushing too hard yeah because you mm. can, and I know, I know this. You can get very carried away, mm. so you need to need to surround yourself with people who can help protect you when you're maybe not doing it so well. Whether yeah. that's your own instructor or a friend mm. you train with, um, and the last thing is probably just to, like, I I got logically that everything was going to change, mm. obviously, but coming to terms with the fact that things were changing um, and that I was going to have to step away from things that I really, really love doing and that mm. I, would, I don't want to say it's a sacrifice. It's just something that I had to do. Yeah. Mm. Um, like that was a really big mental I, journey. I like guess it's, pr- it's priority to people. It's like yeah. what is your priority right now? Yeah. Um, and they're shifting and being, are you really prepared for that? Yeah. Shift and priorities. I don't know if I could have been. Yeah. I guess that's another whole, you know, topic in itself. But um, I think having people to talk to who can be really open and honest through that because stopping instructing yeah. was a really big mental hurdle for yeah. me. Like I actually had quite a few tears, mm. you know, over finishing up for different circumstances um, and then wanting to get back to instructing but having to balance yeah. life with mm. sometimes a happy baby, sometimes a grizzly baby. You've heard, you've almost heard it all from Alex. Yeah, today. not being able to come in at night time. Um, you know, we're just palming him off to Renee to, to wrap up. <laughs> yeah, that mental hurdle for me, I think, was probably the physical side. I was, I did pretty well. Yeah. Um, with, but the mental side, like having people you can talk to about it. It's probably really crucial. And I think um, we all know that the pole world is super supportive. So, and there's, given that but the bulk of us are female, like, yes, males still exist in this space and it'd be interesting to know how males feel when they do bring a new, mm. uh, uh, a new child into their families and how that changes their polling journey. But it is an impact that can be found by many. And there's so many people who have done it. They may not be polling, but they would have had other sacrifices or what they felt were sacrifices they need to make. So, um, yeah, I want to say thanks That's for joining okay. us. Um, thanks for having me. It's been one great to watch your journey. 
And two, interesting to see somebody who was probably a few steps ahead of me from a from a baby perspective, how they approach coming back to it. And with the baby boom in the pole world, it's been an, it's been interesting to watch. But I I don't know if I can speak for other mums to be, but I definitely feel like it's more achievable than what it may have been previously. So, mm-hmm. guys, thank you for listening today. Um, thank you for um dealing with our little Alex monster. I think he did pretty great. He did just as great as his mum. So thank you, Kat. Thank I don't, you. I'm like, was that a was that a really bad compliment? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. I didn't grizzle as much as him. No, no, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, so are you an instructor? Have you gone through uh, being pregnant while teaching? We would love to hear from you. So if you found this episode helpful, Take a screenshot, share it with your pole bestie. Let them know because there are so many things you can get out of this if you are an instructor or not, um, just if you are purely female and are thinking about having a baby or thinking about adding to your family. So check us out on un- at uncovered.pd on Instagram. And if you're feeling super generous, why not leave us a review on Apple as well? Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.